thank you. Thank you for being here with us tonight. Lord, I pray now as we look to the word that you would do your perfect work and that you would illuminate the scripture for us, Lord, that we could understand it, that we could, uh, Lord, see what is being said and understand the words, Lord, for the application that it is for me. And I pray that you'd help us, please. Holy Spirit of God, thank you for always being here and always being with us. Lord, you truly have never forsaken us. You never left us. Thank you for, uh, Lord, uh, in that same spirit that Jesus told us that. Lord, you are the spirit of Christ, the Bible says. And I thank you for that. God, I pray you'd help us now. Thank you for your word. Bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Had a little bit of fun with... uh, some of the staff, some of the guys are trying to figure out where I'm going, what I'm doing, which, what book. We finished Ecclesiastes. Preacher, where are we going? What are we doing? And they're, and they're having fun and they're naming every short book in the Bible. Are you going to this one? Are you going to that one? And uh, Brother J- Jones, what did you ask me today? Is it Jude? It is Jude. Yeah, let's turn to Jude, please. What? Man, such a short book. Let me tell you something. There's only 25 verses in the book of Jude, but it is rich and it is full. I don't, I don't tell you this to brag on anything or for, for you to think something of me. I tell you this because I enjoyed my study, but I was three hours in the first verse just studying because it was God who just kept giving me stuff and just filling me, just filling me with things and teaching me things, and I enjoyed it. Pastor John, are you going to spend three hours on the first verse? No, that's just what it took me to study it, but I don't think it would take me that long to say it. But uh, we'll see what God wants, amen? All right, book of Jude. It is a rich book. You ever take a book of Scripture like, like this, like a letter that Jude has written? Now, one of the shorter ones. It's hard to do this in, with the book of Genesis or the book of Isaiah. But you ever take a book of the Bible and read it in one sitting? Like a letter. Okay, you take Corinthians or you take Thessalonians or, or whatever, you know, and you take one and just read it in one, one sitting. Because it's a lot of, the, okay, the New Testament books, these epistles, epistle means letter. Right? So Jude is a letter that is written, right? First Peter is a letter that's written. First Corinthians is a letter that's written. You ever read it like a letter? Like to get the whole picture, the whole context. And so tonight as we get started, let's just read the whole thing together. It's 25 verses. Can't go to sleep in 25 verses, can we? Come on now. Come on, brother. Mrs. Shank, you keep him awake over there, would you please? Just help him out, all right? And so let's do it. Let's do it together. Let me read, let me read the, even, the odds, and you read, you read with me on the, on the evens, please, all right? And so just 25 verses here. Let's begin. Ready? Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Begin. Ready? Help me. Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I... When I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, 
turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh and set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses Durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. But these speak evil of those things which they know not, but that what they know naturally as brute beasts, in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward, and perished in the gainsaying of Cori. These are spots in your feast of charity when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit wither with, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever." And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time, who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the Spirit. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some, have compassion, making a difference. And others, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. What a great, uh, great book. There's a lot in there. Man alive, there's a lot in there. It's talking about people creeping in unawares, Jake. You see that? People creeping in and, and doing these things. Uh, uh, the, we got to contend for our faith because of that. 
And then it goes into how there was angels that left their habitation. What's that about? And then, uh, then it gets into Sodom and Gomorrah and how they were wicked. And then it gets into Michael and the devil fighting over the body of Moses and the way of Cain and, and Korah and Balaam and, and all these things. And it talks about Enoch prophesying. And uh, this is a rich, rich book. Lots to be talked about. Lots to be studied and discussed. I can tell you this. It's going to take more than a week to get through it. Amen. What I mean is more than one Wednesday night. Amen. Uh, it's, a, it's a great book. And uh, I'm excited about uh, some of these things. And, and as I study them, I'm, I, I just enjoy it. So let's dive right into it. Verse 1, right? It says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Now, I told you I spent a long time in this first verse. Why is that? Because I was trying to figure out who this Jude was. Right? Who's Jude? He's got to be somebody important. I mean, he wrote a word. God used him to pen a portion of Scripture. I mean, we know who Peter was. We know who Paul was. We know who John was. And, and uh, you know, but who was Jude? Who was Jude? Let me, let me tell you that we don't know for sure, but there's, there's likely theories. And um, let's look at a couple here tonight. Let's look at two theories here tonight. Was this an apostle? You think God, God gave us apostles that, that uh, in the beginning, remember in the beginning of the book of Acts, and they're speaking in tongues as a sign of their authority and all of that. And we know that came to pass. We, well, I mean, that's, that's done with now and because we have the full word of God. And then he took these men, then gave them the ability to see some things that others couldn't see and pen them down. Like Paul. Think about all the things that Paul saw. And all that he wrote about in 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians and, and 1 Thessalonians. And like I'm talking about the rapture of the church and the judgment and all these things. And John, John saw more than anybody, didn't he? With the book of Revelation and all that. And, uh, but who's this Jude? Now, if you go with me to Luke, you want to keep your finger here. Go with me to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Is he an apostle? Well, I can tell you, when, when you read the list of apostles, we often forget all their names. Did we even realize that there's more than one Simon? There's more than one James? There's more than one Judas? We forget that, don't we? Uh, the, the, the name Jude comes from the Greek name Judas. We, maybe we didn't make that connection. Jude comes from Judas. It's a nickname, right? Like John for Jonathan or Dan for Daniel or something like that. Jude comes from Judas. And Judas is that Greek name that goes for the Hebrew Judah. All right? We don't see Judah as much anymore. We do some, but a little bit. But um, in fact, we have a, a Judah. Amen. Over here. Amen. Mom and dad right there. Okay, good. Uh, we don't see that as much. But, but uh, nobody nowadays names their kids Judas. Be careful, you're doing that, right? Brother Newman, would you name one of your sons Judas? No, you wouldn't, right? Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. It's like naming your daughter Jezebel. Who's going to do that? Right? So maybe he took Jude because he didn't want to be Judas anymore, right? Maybe he did that. All right, so Luke chapter 6. Look at verse 13, please. Luke 6, 13. The Bible says, And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples. 
And of them he chose twelve, whom also he named apostles. This is Luke 6, verse 14. Simon, who he also named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called Zealots, and Judas the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, which also was the traitor. Okay, so there's two Judases here, right? And one of them says Judas, the brother of James. Everybody see that? Now we go back to Jude, verse 1. It says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James to them, right? So is this guy an apostle? Well, sure, it would make sense, wouldn't it? He, he walked close with Christ and, and uh, he spent time with the Lord and he saw a lot of things. And, and God used many of the apostles to write Scripture, he used other guys too, didn't he? Luke wasn't an apostle, was he? No, he wasn't. Luke was a doctor that traveled with Paul. Remember that? Luke penned the book of Acts and traveled with Paul and wrote it all down. And Luke, being a doctor, a studious man, went back and wrote the gospel according to Luke very detailed and laid it way out more than many others, especially with the birth of Christ and all that and the genealogy of Mary and all of, all of that, right? So we do have other people uh, that are used, but is this the apostle Judas that is often forgotten about as the other Judas? I would say it is, it is possible my one, one argument against that would be, why wouldn't he claim himself to be an apostle if he's an apostle? Right? He says here, Jude the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James. If, if this is an apostle, why wouldn't he use his apostleship as authority to write this book? You know, why would he say, well, I'm just James' brother? You with me? Now, he could be just taking a humble route here, but, but Paul oftentimes says, I'm the apostle. I, I have authority to write this. And he lays that down. So, is it possible that it was an, was an apostle? Yes, it is. Is it possible that it wasn't an apostle? Yes, it is. Here's, here's theory number two for you. Be a help to you. Was this the Lord Jesus Christ's earthly brother? Okay, some of you have studied this and you might know that. Um, was, is it possible that this was the earthly brother to the Lord Jesus Christ? Let me, let me take you, please, uh, to Matthew 13. Matthew 13. In Matthew 13, we're going to go to verse number 55, please. Verse number 55. Matthew 13, 55. You'll want to see this. Okay, the Bible says here, Matthew 13, 55, it says, Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And his brethren, James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? See that? So, so uh, Jesus, now we know that Jesus came from uh, the Holy Spirit, right? And Mary, we, we understand that. He was, she was a virgin, and Jesus was virgin born. We understand that. Uh, God made it be that, that, uh, that the seed was implanted in Mary, and that she was virgin born. Okay, that's, that's doctrine that we have to hold to, yes? Yes, Jesus didn't have an earthly father. However, he had an earthly 
Um, he had an earthly stepfather, if I could say it that way. He had half-brothers. Because Joseph and Mary went on to have other children, and they're named right here. And James is one of them, and Judas is another. So could this be the Lord's brother that is Jude, the brother of James? I tell you that it could be. It could be. In fact, um, but here's, here's where some people would argue that. They'd say, well, the Lord's brethren, at one time, John tells us that the Lord's brothers did not believe him to be the Savior. Actually, the, the Apostle John, I believe that's in chapter 7, says that they didn't believe him and they told him to go on out, go, just leave Galilee and go on down to Jerusalem where his followers were. And uh, certainly, it would be difficult growing up with somebody, wouldn't it? It would be difficult growing up next to somebody and saying, uh, uh, you're, you're the one that God's picked. <laughs> Amen? Doesn't the Bible say something about a prophet hath... Hath honor except in his own country or something like that? Doesn't the Bible say that? Yeah. yeah. Now, I appreciate Frank. Frank's in this church, all right? He does a lot around here, and he, uh, he respects me as his pastor, but I'm still his little brother. <laughs> you with me? And when, when we're not here on property or when we're on the phone, he treats me as such. <laughs> okay? Okay? It wouldn't, it wouldn't be, um, it wouldn't be f- a far-fetched for him to put his arm around my neck and give me a noogie or something. You with me? Why? Because I'm his younger brother. Okay, there's, there's a closeness there. There's, there's blood there. We understand that. So you can understand the brethren of Jesus. He would have been the oldest because she was virgin born. So they would have been younger than him. And, um, uh, but there was a time when they didn't believe. However, found out, I found out uh, as I was studying this that there was a time that they did believe. If you uh, go with me, please keep your hand here and go with me to Acts chapter one. Acts chapter one. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Acts chapter one and verse number fourteen. Acts one fourteen. This is. Um, of course, uh, they're gathering together, all the folks, after Jesus ascended into heaven, and everybody's gathering together. It says here, um, let me just start in verse 12. Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount of, called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room, where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrews, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus and Simon Zealots and Judas, the brother of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary and the mother, excuse me, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. See right there? So they were gathered, his brothers were gathered together with all the disciples, the apostles, and his mother, and the other women that were following him, okay? What were the other women? Maybe the ladies that went to put anoint him with spices the day he was died. He died, right? There were ladies that followed him. Okay, and so here his brothers are in the upper room after he ascended into heaven. Does that mean that all these people watched him go into heaven? It's possible. First Corinthians tells us that he was seen above, um, after his resurrection by more than five hundred people, and it even mentions that his brothers saw. Excuse me. That one brother, the brother James, saw him 
after his resurrection. And here it says that his brothers are gathered together after his ascension. And so uh, it, it would seem to be by this evidence that they, be, they believed eventually. Okay, everybody with me? You follow me here tonight? Okay, we're talking about the brother of Christ. Okay, and so what I'm asking is, is this Jude, the Judas, half-brother of Jesus Christ, the child of Joseph and Mary? I'm going to tell you that it's very possible. It's very possible. Um, I have some other things written down. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I don't have you turn there tonight, but in 1 Corinthians 15, we find out that Jesus' brothers were actually married and had wives, okay? And I go on from that. Why do I say all that? Is to say that history points to talking about grandchildren from a brother of Jesus, all right? I'm gonna just, let me just read what I have written here so that I don't mess it up. It says, history also points to this theory number two as Jude being the Lord's brother. 1 Corinthians 9, 5 implies that Judas was married the historian, I'm going to mess his name up here, Hegesippus, writes that in the late first century, and this is quotations, there were yet living of the family of our Lord, the grandchildren of Judas, called the brother of our Lord according to the flesh. These descendants were questioned before the emperor of that time and later released. And so uh, there's other passages I could take you to, but for sake of time tonight, I'm going to challenge you to the fact that, yes, this could, be, this could be the apostle, the other Judas, but it could also be the brother of Jesus. And as I, as I study it and as I look at that, I, I lean to believe. Now, this is my opinion, and I told you, when it's my opinion, I'll let you know. My opinion would be that this could very well be the brother, the half-brother of Jesus Christ because of the fact of what I've seen and what history points to there and all of that. And so I'm going to tell you tonight, there was a time where I thought this was an apostle. But as I was studying it more, getting ready for tonight, I believe this to be the half-brother of Jesus Christ here. And so, interesting when I consider that, because I'm just going to skip to verse 3 for a moment. It says, he says, he says, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. He wanted to write a different letter. He wanted to write about salvation. He wanted to tell about uh, the, the love of Christ and the gift that Christ had given, right? But he says, I'm compelled. I, it's needful for me to write something different. So when I consider that, I have to think about, is it possible that Jude here meant to write a gospel? That he intended to write the story of Christ. Being the brother of Christ, you'd think he would have a, a, a close connection there. He, maybe he wanted to write about the boyhood or, or the times before all that or, or something like along those lines. But the Holy Spirit stopped him. And, may, and, and, and compelled him to write about something different. Now, that's under the assumption, what I just said, would be under the assumption that that would be Jesus' brother. You understand that, please? I'm not, tell, I'm not reading Scripture and telling you that's truth. I'm telling you that's under the assumption of that. But he, we do know from verse 3 that he intended to write one thing, and he ended up writing a different thing. And he says it was needful for it. There was, there was something that was purpose. So what does he write about then? What does he write about here? As we read this book, we saw that there was people creeping into the church. 
There was, there was the angels that left their first estate, their, their left their habitation. We read about how Cain went his way and, and uh, uh, what was the other guy in here that mentioned? Balaam went his way and, and Korah and, and all these things. What's he writing about? He's writing about apostasy. Do you know what apostasy means? He's writing about the apostasy of the, of the church that's coming that he's already seen. Apostasy means a, a falling away. It means to, actually it means to depart. It's really what it means. Apostasy means to depart. Brother Shank, it'd be like, uh, it'd be like us departing from the good old fundamental faith of the King James Bible here that we hold to and just saying, making up what we feel like making up. But departing from the faith. Our church is not doing that. They certainly are. Why, why, can, why can now there be ladies in the pulpit? Why can now there be uh, you know, two men getting married and, and two ladies getting married and this and that and all that? They're leaving the doctrine of the Scripture here that we've been taught. Okay? Jude is saying, I'm seeing this apostasy happen. Uh, uh, remember, in, in 2 Timothy, Paul wrote about this in chapter 3. In, in, in uh, 2 Peter, Peter wrote about it. Um, uh, Paul uh, prophesied about it in another spot passage. And, uh, and we know that uh, Paul even said to the Thessalonians that before the Lord came back, before the, the day of the Lord and all that, there, there must be a falling away first. That there will be one. And what happens? It's because churches are made up of sinners, aren't they? Yeah. Churches are made up of sinners. We're all sinners. And, and we can follow after something, uh, lust of the flesh or, or just thing, other things. And we can follow after false doctrines and things that we think are okay. Do you know, uh, even in the days of the Reformation, now we don't come from the Catholic Church. We're not, we're not part of the Reformation. We're, we're before all that. We understand that. But in the days of the Reformation, when Martin Luther nailed his thesis to the door and said, I don't agree with the Catholic Church because this is what the Bible says. Do, you re- do we realize that he even still continued to baptize babies? Men don't always have everything right. That's why we cannot leave the Word of God. We can't leave the Word of God because we don't have everything just right. And we need the Word to, to tell us what is right and hold to that. You know, sometimes there's churches... That they go through a difficult time. Let me give you an example. Let's, let us say um, that, that something happened in this church like an embezzlement or something along those lines. Let's just say something like that happened. right? And, and some people get all up in arms and say, well, this has got to go to the law and we've got to take this before the court. Well, what's the Bible say? Don't take it before the law. It says you, you're judge, you, you keep it right here in the house and you deal with it. Doesn't it say that? That's what the Bible says. But that's when church, well, well, but we're in a different time and we're a different age and all this stuff. And we got to be, no, 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 let's stay to the word of God. Let's stay true to the word of God. Okay. Now, obviously, um, obviously we've got to keep people, we've got to handle things inside of here, but we also have to turn people in when they do think, you understand that we're not going to let a child be abused or something like that. We're, you understand what I'm saying there. We're staying to the word of God here though. And what, I'm, what we're talking about is suing one another and taking one another before court over, over, over these things that we ought to handle right here in the Word of God. I mean, in the church of God, according to the Word of God. Amen? 
Amen. All right. We're about out of time, and I haven't even gone through verse 1 yet. Just the introduction. Praise the Lord. Uh, To wrap it up and to summarize here, I do, my opinion, I lean towards this being the half-brother of Jesus Christ, Judas' brother. And he desired to write about salvation, and the Holy Spirit changed his direction to write about salvation people going away from the faith and he's exhorting the people he's writing to here to contend for the faith that's what verse 3 is all about i earnestly uh exhort i exhort you to that you should earnestly contend for the faith mean to stand up for it okay um and so some people say well who's he writing to here is he writing to jews or is he writing to christians i think he's writing to both why can't he be writing to jewish christians Amen? Amen. Amen. Because uh, obviously, if he was an apostle or he was uh, the brother of Jesus, he was a Jew. And, and most of the apostles reached the Jew. It was Paul that went to the Gentiles. Now, Paul was an apostle, but um, God, God took him to the Gentiles. And so he writes a lot. But I think there's great maturity here as well. Uh, even as the brother of Christ, he doesn't claim that. We know that there was a time in, in the book of Matthew when his, mother's, his mother and his brethren came to him and somebody said, hey, your mama and your brothers want to talk to you. And he says, look around you. Everybody, all these people are my mother and my brothers. Remember he said that in the book of Matthew? And he says, he says all of them are part of my family. Now that could have been hurtful to them, but that's not what was intended there. The intention was, you're all going to be part of my family. I'm going to save you and I'm going to adopt you into the family of God and you're all going to be part of my family. And, and after the resurrection, the physical relationships of being connected as the brother of Jesus really went away because now everybody's part of his family. Everybody's a family member. You with me? And that was the emphasis there. And so uh, here's some possibilities and a little introduction for you as we get started in the book of, of Jude. And hopefully that's a help to you. And we'll dive into it and look at all the specifics of verse 1 next week and keep going. Amen. Hopefully we won't be three weeks in the book first verse. But we'll see. We'll see. Amen. So that's the introduction of the book of Jude. And um, I hope you study your Bible. I sure hope you do. I'm telling you what, the Lord feeds us spiritually when we get in this book. Not talking about just reading it. I hope you read your Bible too, but I hope you take time and say, man, let me find out what that word means. Let me think about this thing. And and who's this? And why is he saying this to these people so I can make application for me? I, I need background. I need specifics there so I can help understand really what he's saying. And, uh, and, and make application for myself. And so uh, I have the Lord make it for me in my heart. Amen. 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 All right, good. Let's, let's end in prayer. And then choir, don't forget about me. And, and don't forget your kids. That's a good thing too. All right. And uh, I didn't mention, Brother Martini, you, you told me to mention it and I didn't. Sunday. You know what Sunday is? Time change Sunday. Did you realize that was already? Praise God we get to fall back. Hallelujah. Get an extra hour. Or who, who's those that stay up an extra hour just because you have it? Yeah, some of you. Yeah, a couple of you. Amen. Amen. So don't forget to change your clock, please. 
It, well, if you don't change your clock, you'll just show up for Sunday school, and that's okay too. So I like that. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the Word of God, and thank you for the book of Jude as we get into it. Lord, we didn't really get that far into it, but I'm trying to understand some background to it. And I pray, God, that you'd help us, please, uh, as we study the Word, to understand it and to let it soak in and to study it more. Lord, we're supposed to... Uh, be in church so much the more as we see the day approaching. To be in the Word of God, we're supposed to show, study to show ourselves approved. Lord, I pray that we'd be faithful in these areas. Thank you for feeding us tonight. And I pray, God, now that we would grow as we feast on the, on the meat of the Word. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.